All right. Hey, Rashad, nice to have you on uh, my show. Let me just tell you uh, on the on the outset that I only had one other guest on my show. Um, he was a published uh, author. He wrote a book called, uh, uh, it was about resistance training. It was about weightlifting and why that's the most important form of exercise. Um, but I saw your tweet and I, I got a little excited. You, your, your tweet said that you've been doing this for about a year now and that you, and I'm reading it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's pretty long. Um, but it says that you lost 60 pounds in about a year's time eating basically anything you wanted, right? Right. So, 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 so tell me about that. So first of all, thank you. I'm honored to be on your show uh, on this recording. Um, so my story starts off when I was young. Uh, I had uh, my parents were typical, you know, South Asian parents. You're a skinny little kid. And you need to eat, you need to eat, you need to eat. So they would have this idea of just stuffing me. And then, <laughs> like most parents. <laughs> so, so by the time I was like in high school, I was pretty overweight. And then they were like, now lose weight. And I'm like, oh my God. So then I would start running every morning. And I lost a lot of weight in high school, but I never ate correctly. Uh, it came back. The minute I came, how overweight would you say you were in high school? In high school, for reference, yeah, like at that at the time you're talking about this, I'd I'd say I was forty pounds overweight. Got it. Uh, I wasn't too bad, but I was bad enough. My, I had, I I think I had a lot of loose fat, uh, and but it came off. But then the minute I came here to college, and I didn't know how, why I was losing weight. I, I never, I never understood the weight loss process. So then when I came here in college, I, I gained weight back drastically. And then throughout college, I tried losing it again. Then when I got out of college, I started doing the keto diet. I lost. Yeah. Weight. I think all of us have gone through that phase. <laughs> so I did that. Then sometimes I would be like, you know what? I just need to eat salads. So I did that. I lost weight again, but then I gained back. I actually, every time I lost weight from like the age of 25 to like 40, 41, I doubled my weight. Oh, so you'd gained back twice as much as you lost. At least one, one and a half times. Every oh single my. So it was um, a really bad, like, I'm like, so and that's the thing with yo-yo dieting. The research has shown that your body, when you when you yo-yo diet, becomes very, very, very efficient at hanging on to fat and then storing on a lot more. Because you go through these phases of like not eating or reducing your calories, however you did that, whether it was keto or portion control or whatever, you restrict, 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 and then you let go or because it's such a restrictive diet, you can't keep doing it. You, you kind of lose that self-willpower, self-control. You put on, you start eating what you think is normal again. And then you start putting on all this weight without realizing it. And your, your fat cells and your metabolism and all that gets super efficient at putting fat back on because it doesn't want to go through that phase of, you know, maybe starvation, whatever you want to call it, like calorie deficit again. Um, so, yeah, I've, we found that a lot in the research where people lose a lot of weight in an unsustainable manner, whether it's too fast or too restrictive or, you know, the wrong kinds of foods, they lose so much weight. And then when it's, when it's time to try to go back to normal again, you can't because you don't know what normal actually is because you didn't learn that. And you just put on all that weight again. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the biggest problem. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a classic example. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> I did the keto diet. I was, I went through this phase it was about five or six years ago. I was like, you know what? 
uh, let's just do keto. Let's see what that, I mean, I did Atkins back in the you know late nineties and all that. So I'm familiar with those type of diets. I'm familiar with all of them. Obviously. I've tried almost every one too. Did keto, lost 17 pounds, but I wanted to get like really, really lean. Like that's the thing you find with keto and those kind of diets. You, you can get, you can lose a lot, a lot of weight if you're pretty overweight, but you can't get like all the way like shredded if you want. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, I mean, I suppose you could, if you're more disciplined, but it's hard. Yeah. I did so, Atkins so I, too. It was, it yeah, was I, did, I did Atkins, South Beach diet, you know, all that stuff. Pretty much anything, any, any diet you can imagine. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we've done, especially us. We're both in our forties. Um, that it was like this whole, like quote, you know, diet revolution. Everybody's always on a diet all the time. There's different ones and everybody's talking about their diet and all that. Um, so, so you posted on this tweet when I was 41, Dr. Al gave me an unforgettable piece of advice. I was about to kick the bucket on losing weight and I'd been running myself ragged trying to achieve weight loss. But like most folks, I was making a lot of mistakes by not knowing how to eat, following ridiculous, unsustainable secret diets, doing resistance training while starving myself and eating broccoli, chicken and rice. Until one day, Dr. Allah said to me, eat whatever you enjoy, as long as it's within your calorie deficit. That day, my whole life changed. I grew up with an international food palette, spicy, flavorful meats, curries, rice with meat dishes, sweet dishes galore. Imagine Andrew Zimmerman on one of his trips. And who's Andrew Zimmerman? Andrew Zimmerman is uh, actually a very famous chef. He does all these shows about travel. Mm. Uh, he's part of Food Network. He does all those shows on Food Network. Okay, so he's like a foodie, basically. Yeah, he has a show about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine Andrew Zimmerman on one of his trips. This allowed me to eat the food I loved with the only constraint being it had to be within my calorie limit for the day. The result was I lost 60 pounds. So how, how did you discover this? How did we? Uh, so I actually, I, I, I was, um, I was just Googling weight loss and, yeah. and your YouTube, uh, one of your YouTube uh, videos popped up. Videos, nice. And I was like, uh, this got to be a joke. <laughs> why why has it got to be a joke this no meaning the title like it's not like you know anymore i forgot what the title was um, it, was, it was it was probably the one about where you don't have to do cardio to lose weight or something like that yeah it, it was and, and then I, I got got really interested and i saved your videos and i was like you know what i'm gonna sit down and watch this and then what i did um uh, uh it was the it was uh, the one that said uh, weight loss in concise edition, and then there was another one or leaders research on weight loss. So uh, those two, right? Yeah. yeah so I have a, I, I have an entire playlist on uh, weight loss on yeah. my YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, people will be watching this on YouTube, but there's there if you click on I don't know what it's be on this side or that side, but like, there's a playlist area. One of them is all weight loss stuff. So I'm, I'm assuming that's where you ended up. Yeah, I ended up on one of those, and I watched it. And I watched it at least two or three times. This, I think, more the concise version. I try okay. to watch the longer version, but you know, uh, with so many kids, it's hard. But no, that's really long. That one of those lectures, like three hours long. It's all going over the research and the data and the science and the studies of weight loss. Um, it's a really long one. But yeah, the, the two concise ones. There's three of them now. Those are definitely like the quick, short version. Like, hey, here's like a 10, 15 minute synopsis of three hours worth of research reviews so, so like five years ago i had i had joined a trainer i was like oh man help me out lose weight i lost weight with him too but he would give me the macros so i knew about macros but he wouldn't teach me about the macros he didn't he didn't teach me how do you calculate macros what do you do you know how how does that even work yeah 
And so I learned that like before I joined your video, like I need macros, but then I was still eating uh, salt and pepper chicken. I wasn't even putting like butter on there. I wasn't like, you know, I was eating broccoli. So you're still trying to reduce calories overall. I was. Um, and then, but then I like, being oh, was a, he giving you like a meal plan? Is that what you mean? He was like, you have to eat butter. Uh, I'm sorry. You have to eat chicken, rice and broccoli. Or yeah. He was yeah, giving me like an actual meal plan. No, like yeah, he would he would give me like four things I could eat. Okay. And then he like, don't put butter on there, don't put this, don't put that. You know, sure. it was very restrictive. Okay, so and, even what the macros and the system he was giving me was pretty restrictive. Yeah, it was it was extreme. Yeah. It, the, the macros was good, but the food, like you can't survive when you grow up on Indian or Arab food or or you know, right, right. It's just like, oh man, I, I'm gonna crave all that food all day. <sighs> And then yeah. you have kids running around eating pizza at the house. And it's like, what are you talking you about? Develop, you develop a really bad relationship with food where you're always fighting food. Like you view food as the food as the enemy. And that's a lot of, a lot of people have told me like, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm going to a birthday party. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what to do? They're like, well, it's just going to be pizza and ice cream and pop. I'm like, okay, so it's food. Just, you know, figure out how many calories you need and eat just that many for that meal or that party or whatever. And, from, and like a lot of times people are like, oh my God, it, it finally clicked. You're right. I could just do that. Why am I afraid of going to this party or taking my kids to this birthday party where all the, all the other people are going to be eating ice cream and pop? What am I going to do? Am I going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I brought a bag of lettuce to eat. <laughs> um, I was like that though. I was like that. You, I mean, every, I mean, it's a it's food, like a bad relationship with food. A lot of people have, they just view food as like the enemy. Like they're, they're always at war with food. And, and I don't like that. And I think, I feel like that's a horrible existence. Like you should be, you don't have to love food, but you should use it as a tool. Like if I need more carbs and fat, I, you can eat a donut or, or, you know, if you need a little bit of this or a little bit of that, eat a combination that fits you even if it doesn't sound healthy like the whole food morality thing i'm against i don't like people assigning moral value to food where they say like kale and quinoa good you know pizza pop ice cream bad yeah food is not good or bad food is just food it's just calories it's like a different combination of fat protein and carbs some of it more protein some of it's more carbs some of it's more balanced you know whatever it might be but food isn't you shouldn't assign like this type of food is good and this type of food is evil um, because then that's when that really bad relationship starts. And then you start teaching that to your kids like, Oh my God, don't eat, don't eat the ice cream. It's, it's, it's sugars. It's processed sugars and fat. And like, okay, but he's a kid, you know, all the other kids are eating it. You don't, you're not necessarily going to gain weight if you eat like one thing of ice cream. Um, yeah. But I feel like teaching that and imparting that to our kids and the next generation is even more important. Like you said, you have a, you have a, uh, like almost a, a what do you call it? Like, like your parents affect on you even now, probably the way you raise your kids. Like, oh my God, you're going to finish your plate. Oh my God, you got to eat this. You got to have more of this. Like the way our parents, and, and this is with a lot of people, like my parents, they always wanted you to finish your plate. If you put a plate of food on, first of all, they like stuff your plate for you. Oh, I'm sure you've got to be <laughs> dinners where like the host is like, hold on, you can't eat just that. And he adds like 15 more pounds of rice or lamb or whatever it is. Um, but like that, that generation where it's like, you got to stuff your kids and make them make sure they feel full and they got to finish their plates and you can't put it back. Like, no, we don't, we, I don't have my kids do that at all. Like you can't, if you're stuffed, you can't eat, leave it alone. <laughs> don't put it, don't, don't try to eat it. You don't, you don't have to throw it away, but put it in a little container, put it in the fridge. You can come back later or tomorrow or, or the next day we have chickens. So if we have like table scraps or leftovers of like 
you know, peels of foods or, you know, watermelon rinds or whatever, even like leftover stuff that we don't want to throw out, we would feed it to the chickens. So we oh, get like nice. pretty, pretty cool eggs from it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was really shocked. So you've never, you've never been told even by your old trainer to just eat whatever you want, as long as it fits in your calorie. Yeah, they, 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 he hit it. He hit it. And, and I also noticed other trainers just, just don't understand, uh, they don't understand food. They don't understand macros. They don't understand how to eat. Uh, I think it's the biggest problems. I mean, um, I, I contacted a couple other trainers and they're just like, uh, one guy was thinking I was eating way too low. And then how many calories were you eating at the time then? Uh, so, so when I had called you, I was eating 1700. That yeah. was low. That was low. That, that, is, was- that is low. What, what was your starting weight? My starting weight was 258. Okay. Um, so, so, yeah, 1700 for a person weighs 258 is really low. It's a severe deficit. It, it, it was severe deficit. But it works. But it, but it worked. It, it got me 60. No, well, I, I fluctuated a bit because when I got, sometimes I was getting too hungry, then I started bumping it up a little. But then when I, I noticed I was eating too little and I couldn't lift, my, my lifting was getting pretty bad. So then I went the opposite. I kind of increased it to 2,400, which was, I think, a bit too much. Yeah, but somewhere now, between there probably would have worked. Yeah, so now if, I'm at you're, if you're like a 260-pound male, technically speaking, about 2,600 calories should cause weight loss, but everyone's a little different. Might, if that's a little too high, it's not coming off. You can decrease a little, up it a little, you know, you can, but that's like a good starting point. So, so right now I'm at 2,000 and I'm losing a quarter to half a pound a week. Oh, that's perfect. The higher you can keep your calorie count at while still causing weight loss is the best place to be because you're eating, let's say 2000 calories a day. Now you get to 180 pounds. I don't know. I'm just making this up. 180, 175, 173, 168. And I'm just making this up. You get stuck at 168 for four weeks. You're eating exactly 2000 calories. You're tracking accurately. You're stuck at 168, stuck at 168. Won't come down. Won't come. Now you just drop it a little, go to like 1900 or 1850, you know, just enough you'll start seeing weight come off again. But if you're at 16 or 1500, and that's where you started at, and now you got stuck at 168, uh, getting lower than that is going to be hard. I mean, getting down to like yeah. 12 and 1300 for a male who's over 200 pounds is very, very low. And it's not, that isn't sustainable either. That's one of those yeah. scenarios where somebody's like, oh my God, I, I can't eat anything. That's not sustainable. They're going to eventually start binging and eating again. And like, you know, going down this roller coaster ride that the yo-yo thing where they go back and forth eating way too much and not no control. Like, oh, I failed again. And then they feel like bad and they go back and just start eating like crazy. Um, but no, that's definitely interesting. And then how did you figure out that you could just eat whatever you want? It just has to add up. Uh th- that was through some bodybuilding videos, but mainly your video. Your yeah, video, your video solidified like everything that I, I I had doubted. I was like, God, does this really work? You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it really that was the video where I was like, Oh, okay, I can eat everything. because um, I had I hadn't tried it. I hadn't tried it. I would I would stay away from like Snickers. So but I, love Snickers. Were, I like Snickers. <laughs> so you were basically avoiding anything. Uh, because we, like any of the normally labeled like unhealthy foods is, yeah. is what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Um, I have a craving for tea. I would avoid tea. But right, sure, right. right? And, and, and look, look, yeah, before before I started diet, like eating this way, I used to drink a lot of like uh, 
you know the Indian tea with the milk. Yeah, yeah. The, the chai, right? It's chai, kind of spicy. Yeah. 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 I with, milk, with evaporated milk. Evaporated milk. I yeah, really I love that stuff. <laughs> I just had some the other day, actually. I put a little Splenda in it. They didn't even have real sugar. All they had was like a bunch of Splendas, evaporated milk, and that chai. And so I, I made it. It was good. It was really good. So, so I, I was drinking three cups of those. And we're talking about those coral cups that are this big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized each cup I was drinking was 300 calories. Oh, God. It's that much, huh? It's that much. And wow, I didn't even realize that. Because you, you put whole milk, you let right. back to the water, then you put condensed milk into it. And it's just like adding up, oh, and then you put sugar into it, right? And right. it's like, and, and and then I realized I loved it so much because my in-laws would make it, you know, started it, and I'm like, oh, and I didn't realize that in itself was a thousand calories a day for me. That is incredible. You know, that's the thing. People when they drink their calories, they have no idea. They don't. You feel you don't feel as full. Like imagine you ate like an entire head of lettuce. Uh, you sliced it up and just ate it. You would feel stuffed. Like it would fill up and take up so much space in your stomach. The whole thing of iceberg lettuce is probably not even four or five, maybe six calories. But you drink liquid calories, whether it's pop or Mountain Dew or, you know, uh, this condensed, especially thick, creamy, condensed milk, you know, with the full fat, you know, like you said, that is going to be a ton of calories. They're all sugar. They're all liquid. You just drink it. You don't even feel full. Like yeah. you could easily eat a ton more and, uh, it's not even like, it's not even filling. Like you don't even feel like you ate anything. Um, when you actually had, like you said, about a thousand calories, you're drinking tea. You're like, you're just sipping tea and you're like, Oh my God, that's like a whole day's worth of calories for some people. Um, but no, that's really fascinating. So like, you know, I've noticed like with a lot of my patients or people who actually lose weight that at some point, uh, a light bulb kind of goes off and they're, and then they just like flip the switch and they're just like, that's it. I'm, I'm going to, I want to lose weight. Like, that's it. I'm done being overweight. I'm done with it. Sounds like maybe you've gone through that a lot. Like, I mean, I know, like me personally, I've, I've tried for the longest time to eventually like get super lean and shredded. Yeah. I, I mean, I've since high school, I've done it. So it's for the last 20 years. Yeah, same here. I, and, and this last time I, I did a lot more research. Let's put it that way. Yeah. A lot more research, a lot more uh, like, mental uh, so i bought the book, book atomic habits also oh yeah james clear yeah he's and, super good i yeah. like his i like his book and his work so so i actually implemented like for example right um i you know i'm eating like 200 grams of protein or 180 yeah. 200 right that's really good you know that's the other key like after calories calories is number one most important thing for weight loss the next thing is getting enough in the right amount of protein yeah. And so, how did you come to the number of about 180 or 200? So you also mentioned a guy called Alan Aragon. <laughs> so I bought his book. Alan Aragon's book. Uh, he's a, he's a, we're like uh, Twitter buddies or, you know, internet friends. He's a good, he's, that book is fantastic. So, uh, so that book got me like clicking, like, oh my God, you know. But this but, is recent because his book was just released. Like it yeah, just shipped it, in June. Yeah, but before that okay. I was doing bodybuilding, but. Okay. See, the thing is, I, I, I'm following these guys on bodybuilding, but they're like still all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bodybuilding.com is just uh, anybody can write an article about anything. I mean, no, uh, yeah, I mean, not even bodybuilding, just people on YouTube, right? Oh, just YouTubers. And, and, and some people, like, there's a guy eating 300 uh, uh, grams of protein, and it's insane. And he's like, Yeah, the more I eat, the, you know, it's better. It does more thermic, uh, thermogenic effect. 
I'm like, dude, that's still a lot. But is. so, but the thing about James Clear was like, I have to make it easy for me. So I realized my ground beef kind of like, kind of like hurt me in terms of digestion. Eating lots of red meat hurt me. So then I, and then I started eating chicken and then chicken pieces were like, you know, that's a lot of eating. So what I did like to make it easy for me, I realized ground chicken breast was the best. Yeah, that's an so, option. Ground turkey too, if you like turkey. I mean, yeah. it tastes almost the same, but. Yeah, so. Uh, so and it's way less calories. Like one yeah. chicken breast, it's like five or six ounces, maybe a little more, it's about 18 grams of protein. Right. Um, and and it's not that much fat. So the calorie to protein ratio is pretty good. Same with like shrimp. Shrimp is a lot of protein, but almost like very little calories, which which yeah. works out. Yeah, so so I, I, I cook on, on a Saturday or a Sunday, I'll cook five pounds of chicken breast in in whatever flavor i'd like and then i store that and that's like uh that's like 140 grams of protein so i store it in separate boxes so that's my the quickest source of getting 140 in nice. then then so so not every day you go out for the best cuisine right and that's normal sure, sure. you have certain things like you eat egg in the morning or but that's part of like this whole like flexible dieting is you yeah. can one day eat a jelly donut if you want and the yeah. next day be back to eating the stuff you normally eat yeah so so my so then my carb sources i don't even care because it's like i like my kids were eating doritos yesterday i got i grabbed a bag of doritos but i was in my thing you know uh, as long as long, i tell people like as long as you scan it in and uh put the calories down you're good yeah. you know get get your total calories right get your protein right the rest can be any combination of fat or carbs you want exactly so that, that that's what happens. So I, I make sure I get at least 180 to 100 grams of protein. Regardless. Yeah, no, that that's yeah. super huge. The, the the advantage of getting a lot of protein is first of all, you're obviously physically fit and probably work out. We'll get into that later, but it it prevents muscle loss when dieting. Like when you go into a calorie deficit, your body would rather get rid of muscle because it's a very energy uh it, it sucks a lot of resources because you need to keep it alive and give it nutrition and energy it's you know it's a very heavy uh compound whereas fat is just a storage thing you just add to it or remove from it but like you see these uh people who run marathons their body gets rid of muscle because it's inefficient because they need to be efficient at running um so so you want when you when you're dieting down, you're going to lose muscle. Like inevitably, if we didn't give you enough protein and you didn't do resistance training, you would lose a lot of muscle with that diet. Now, sure, a lot. It depends on how overweight you are or whatnot. You'd lose probably more fat versus muscle at different stages of weight loss. Um, but the reason we tell people to eat so much protein, first of all, you need it. Humans are severely under protein, but you need it. Second of all, you may even build muscle if you're resistance training and you're pretty overweight. But thirdly, and most importantly, is you won't lose as much muscle um, and like you said, protein is satiating, makes you feel full. Um, it's, erg it's a little bit, uh, ergogenic where it like increases your metabolism a little where you feel like you burn a little more. And another thing people don't know is like, it has the highest thing called the thermic effect of food. It requires the most energy to process. Like if you eat fat, uh, your body doesn't need, it only needs like, like if you eat hundred grams of fat, your body needs about two or three, uh, uh, if you eat hundred calories, I'm sorry, if you eat hundred calories worth of fat, your body needs two to three of those, two to three of those two, two to three calories to like process the fat and absorb it and get it out. Carbs is very similar, five to six, you know, maybe seven uh, calories, but protein can be up to like 18 or 20 almost where your body needs to use more energy, more calories 
to process and, you know, get the protein absorbed and all that. So the thermic effect of protein is higher too. So the more protein you eat, the more energy and calories your body actually needs to use to burn those calories and use them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that helps too. Um, now, do you do any resistance training? Like what was your programming at this? I know you said you started running at one point, but didn't like it. So, 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 so five, well, I did resistance training five to six years ago with that other trainer. Yeah. But then I couldn't understand um, why nothing like, was he wasn't giving me any tips and tricks, right? It's just yeah. like, just do this, do this, and that's it, right? There's no long term, hey, hey, you know, if you do this for life, this is how this will help you. If you train this way, this will help you, right? I mean, some of these trainers are outrageously expensive, which is, which yeah. is fine. I, I agree that they learned their art, but uh, when you teach a client, you got to teach them how to sustain itself, right? Sustain themselves. Right long term they were not so, giving you how how to do this on your own after you're done no they, they, he didn't and that's why uh-huh. i was kind of upset that that's where but the thing was when i left him i was great i was like i was one of the best shapes in my life um, and what was your weight at this point at that point i was down to 185 oh wow that's really impressive how tall are you i am five eight five seven and a half eight. okay so we're similar heights and um the lowest i got down to believe it or not uh when i decided to like really get shredded was 145 i was down almost like 50 pounds pretty much i went from i went from like 195 to 145 but i feel right now and then i went on a bulking cycle then another cutting cycle then a bulking cycle like this takes like years i'm talking like five six years of this currently i'm sitting at about 168 to 171 not lean and shredded, not like 7% body fat, like I got before, but sitting around 12 to 14, maybe, but you know, good enough, you know, look pretty good. So I don't mind staying there. I'm trying to lean out a little now. Um, but you know, just for the end of the summer, but we'll see how that, how that goes. It's been going fine. Um, and then the other thing you said every day is enjoy my food day. There's no more cheat days. I'm just reading what you wrote with Dr. Al is teaching. There's no, there's no cheat day. Every day is enjoy my food day. Tell me, tell me about that. Like, like uh, the other day, uh, I came back. My wife said, "Let's go for burgers." So I had enough, enough, uh, enough calories in my day just to go grab a burger with her. Like it was, yeah. it was like I, I, I make it so the you know, like what you said, flexible dieting, flexible eating. Uh, Alan Aragon talks about it. Everybody has right, their right. limit. So my my thing is, I will have practically twelve hundred calories by the time I come home and I have 600 to play with. Yeah. Uh, 600 to 800, 800 to play with at the end of the day. And then if the wife wants to go here to eat, if I'm craving pizza, I have that to use. Right. Uh, if I'm craving a Snickers, and so I have that to use. Uh, I'm not afraid. Am I, am I yeah. gonna... You're not fighting it with food all the time. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, this yeah. happens all the time. I mean, the kids are eating a new burger. My wife makes Alfredo pasta for the kids. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah you know, that sounds good today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I, that's the thing about it that I, I love is that, you know what, there's no, and I hate the word cheat day. People are like, oh, I had a cheat meal. Like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, just eat it and enjoy it. Don't call it like this evil name. Oh, it's my cheat meal. Like, why are you giving moral value to food again? Like, it's not 
pizza is not like this inherently evil thing that you need to cheat on your diet with. <laughs> like it just, it just makes no sense. But these like concepts and these, like this whole mindset around food that people have is like, they're always battling with food or always fighting food or food is either good, evil, or somewhere in the spectrum in the middle. Like, you know, it might not be this evil, but it's not as evil as this food. Um, yeah. That whole concept. And and all of us, I've, I'm sure have gone through it. I've went through a phase in my life where I avoided ice cream. Like it was the plague or would never touch a, uh, uh apple because it has sugar in it like you know just ridiculous stuff where apples are like one of the most has like some of the most antioxidants and you know nutritious things uh you can imagine um and then what what is your uh so, so you did do resistance training back with the trainer what do you do now so uh, i went I, I i did find another trainer and i started resistant training so in between when i when i left that trainer and this trainer i had a really bad quad injury quad. Um, Oh God, what'd you do? Uh, I was trying to save my nephew from getting hit by a car. Oh. And I landed on a on a downhill of a of a, of the ground. So my knee went backwards. So then the, my kneecap okay. cut into my quad. Oh geez. And forever, like it took me three and a half years. Like the chiropractors would tell me. You just need therapy. The therapist that I was going to was like, man, you just need, you need, you just need to like, just do these basic exercises. Then I got fed up. Cause I was like, then I, cause I, then I went to lifetime and I was like, I, I challenged the trainer. I was like, I can barely jump an inch off the ground. I need you to help me like get back. And, he, and, he looks at me, and he's like, give me a month and a half. He got me jumping six inches within three weeks nice and i was in pain but the thing is he's like man your whole lower body is so bad because you're we call them mobility stability some other yeah yeah yes. right he's like so you've been avoiding doing anything with lower body yeah because because of that and then the that's where i gained a lot of weight that's where i went gotcha. up to 58 and it yeah. was just like you know i couldn't do anything I couldn't play sports with my kids or anything. And, yeah. and, and, and I have to say, I, after this, I realized I will not depend on chiropractors or physiotherapists because yeah. the personal trainer was like, no, man, everything's just off. We just need to recalibrate you. Sure. Yeah. So not all personal trainers are the same and not all chiropractors and physical therapists are the same. Obviously you have to find one that, understands your exact injury or your mechanism or has so much experience with all these kind of things they can design something custom for you not just throw you on a regular you know quad program or whatever it's funny i went to some of the best hospitals here to do that yeah yeah i'm sure in chicago it was was sad that i had to do this way but yeah no i i agree and i and i've had a lot of people similar with diets they're like you know you're the first doctor that ever told me i need to lose weight what you're 280 pounds what do you mean you never none of your doctors ever told you you need to lose weight she's like no i'm oh every time i go in there i think they're going to give me this plan and i think they're going to tell me about weight loss and like nobody ever says anything so i mean i don't doubt it i'm shy or or the the alternative is they come into me and they're like yeah i'm i'm, I'm trying to lose weight my doctor told me to avoid carbs <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can do you like carbs? So I asked her, this was a patient recently. I was like, so do you like carbs or do you hate them? She's like, oh, I love carbs. I love bread and baking and dessert and cake. I'm like, I'm like, so why do you think this would work for you? She's like, oh, it's not going to work. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, so you already know this is insane. Okay, good. So how about if you eat what you like, just take away half of your plate, like, you know, eat your morning toast or whatever you're eating, but just cut out, cut away half of it. Like, you know, not everybody's good with apps. Like most people, yeah. if I sit there and I tell them, especially my patients, they're elderly usually. I sit there and I tell them, download this app and put in your age, weight, sex, and height and create a free account. And they're like, oh, you know, that's too much. So then listen, just take your plate, cut away half of it. Whatever you eat, what you, whatever you've been eating for the last 40 years, because that's most likely what you're going to be eating for the next 40 years, just take away half of it. I guarantee you lose half your body weight. It's just simple math. Yes, you're going to be hungry. Don't worry about it. That's, supposed, that's how it works. If you're not hungry, then you're eating too much or just enough. So it's okay to be hungry. Just take away half your food. But the also like hunger signaling in pretty overweight people isn't always there. Um, that's a lot of times that's why they eat uh, so much more. Um, so so what is like your daily routine? Tell me now, like, what do you do today? So three days a week uh, in terms of food or? In, for, in terms of food, like, like you wake up every morning. What do you do? So wake up every morning, I'll eat. Uh, so if, if, uh, I work out, uh, now I work out at 11. So I'll, I'll 11 eat. 11 p.m. or a.m.? 11 a.m. So I, I start my morning pretty early. So after uh, like Fajr at 4 or 5.30, I'm awake and I stay awake. So I start cranking out work. And then, and then um that's when around nine o'clock or eight thirty, I'll eat you know oats and peanut butter so that for if I'm working out uh, to get my energy levels up so that I can pump iron. So uh, yeah. I do that. So you get times. some kind of carb meal with a little bit of fat in it or something before your workouts, and you start working out at eleven. I start working out at eleven. Before I used to do it at eight, and then I realized I was too tired during the day to do any work and that sure. being effective. So. Uh, I changed that to make it more efficient for my work. But yeah, so then I do that. And then after my workout, I actually get very hungry. I realize I get very hungry um, and and like I'd be eating every two hours. So instead of like not um, eating every two hours, I was like, dude, that's just too much time and too much effort. I eat like 700 calories in one shot. Uh, at noon time. At noon, at, at one o'clock, yeah. Um, okay, so like this is your lunch basically. Almost. Yeah, it's my lunch basically, gotcha. right? And, and and the reason I do that is one, especially after leg day, my body's craving. Oh yeah. And, and, and so and then, but you know, if I'm doing chest and back uh, or shoulders, I'll probably cut it down a little. But leg day, I'm eating 700. Shoulders, I'm thinking I'm doing 500. And then I, and then I eat, you know, before I go back home, I probably eat another, you know, like 300 calories or so. Um, so and you're then, like around twelve to fourteen hundred ish by the time you get home at night or in the evening. Yeah, gotcha. twelve hundred fourteen hundred. And then uh, when I buy, by the time I'm home at night, uh, typically dinner is uh, you know happens, and that's when I kind of decide, hey, do I really want to eat, you know, uh, like a burger, or pizza, or whatever they have, or do I want to sure. stick with what I'm eating now? Uh, and I do that. Um, oftentimes. I'm lacking a bit of protein at the end of the day. So then I, I drink a protein shake. I like the Fairlife bottles. Yeah, yeah. Fairlife is good. So Fairlife uh, is really good. Yeah. So that's the easiest go-to. It's in Costco. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I do everything that, you know, make it easy for me. Like James Clear says, if it's easy for you, you'll do it. Right. So I have this easy things that I do. Like if I'm down protein, I have that in my fridge. I just grab it. I'm done. Nice. And I guess my next question is, 
throughout this year that you've been doing this, I'm sure there were days where you were way over your calories and days where you were way under. Talk, talk to me about that, like the mental game that, that that takes. So honestly, when when I'm like suddenly they, the kids are like, hey, we really want to go out and eat. I just, I don't care. Like, I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. You can't. I notice if I lock myself mentally saying I really can't do it, I'll crave it more. Or I'll yeah. crave if, right. you, if you're if you're gonna eat you're out i mean we don't eat often out right with the kids and the family and so if it's once a week first every two weeks it's just like who cares you know the next day i'll go back yes i might not lose as much weight that week but i'm okay. i'm i'm removing that psychological block like Good. you know so so you're not a, you're not battling with i am not not anymore with not food. anymore that's good so that's you, really the most important thing you, you had mentioned once in your video, like if you're craving ice cream and you're over your limit or whatever, don't eat the whole bucket, take a spoon. Right. Yeah. So that's, what, that's what I do. If I'm really craving something, I'm just like, let's just get that craving out of the way. If it's, if it's yeah. over my limit. Yeah. Don't fight it. Don't try to hide it or put it off. Yeah. So like, that, and, and then, you know, like the 80, 20% rule applies, you know, if 80% of the time you're pretty, you know, following your diet or your calories or whatever you're doing, the other 20% play with it. You're still going to be losing weight overall. And it's coming off slowly and gradually in the way it should. And it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the most important things I think. Um, now, what is your, what is your goal weight? What do you want? What do you want to weigh? So my, I want to weigh around 175, but I want it with a lot of muscle mass. So yeah. I, I gained, I think, I don't know, this is from my trainer. He's saying I gained 20 to 30 pounds of muscle. Recently, um, this past year. And, oh, nice. So, yeah, if, if you've got, if you're in a calorie surplus and you're eating properly, which it, it kind of sounds like you were doing, eating the correct amount of protein and macros and whatnot, if you're overweight, you can build muscle and lose fat at the same time. Okay. Um, but if you're pretty lean and like pretty shredded, it's really hard. I mean, imagine being at like five, 10, 10% body fat and you're like, oh, I'm going to try to put on chest size and strength like eh, it's not gonna happen <laughs> so I, I, I i that's i to be honest i, I that's why i stopped uh, i stopped uh, i increased my calories yeah because i didn't want to yeah. be fat i didn't want to uh, yeah. and then i didn't i didn't want to go back down and then i want to go back up building it right so, right right you know what i might just yeah, so you could do it that way where you take a bunch of breaks along the way you get down to like let's say 210 uh get into a surplus again put on some muscle you maybe get up to 217 then shave fat off again down to 202, then, you know, go back up before you finally get to like that 185 or 175 or whatever it is. Um, if you do it that way, yeah, you put on muscle along the way so that when the fat all comes off, you like what you look like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we always recommend in the uh, personal trainer and bodybuilding industry that if somebody's pretty overweight, lean down first before you bulk, like get, because if you're pretty overweight, uh, you can put on muscle while dieting down, but if you're really lean to begin with, you're not going to put on muscle, barely eating, you know, any surplus or in a deficit for sure. It's really, really hard if you're pretty lean, but if you're overweight, if you get on the calorie count that works for you, 1800, 2000, whatever it is, depending on how big you are and just go with it, just start resistance training for the fun of it, just for the enjoyment, not actually for weight loss. It's not really going to cause a lot of weight loss, but do it for the enjoyment of it. Do it to build some muscle, watch the strength gains go up. And then just stick with your diet. Let the fat come off while you're hopefully building uh, muscle along the way. So that that's really good to hear. Um, so when I when I bumped myself up from seventeen hundred to 
2000, I was at a plateau of my bench press at around 155. Yeah. And now I'm at 205. Oh, nice. So yeah, calories are anabolic. The most anabolic thing you can do is calories. I mean, I I had this friend who was six foot one, 160 pounds. My man was barely eating 14 to 1500 calories a day just to stay thin. And he was like six foot one, 160 pounds. I mean, he was real thin. Um, like abs and everything like that's how thin he was but he's like man i want to get big he's been working out with me for like three months he's like man i want to get big i was like bro you're not gonna get big eating 1600 calories a day it's just no like imagine trying to build a house with no wood or like build a car with no metal like you you have no surplus of resources for your body to build anything uh so we we decided to increase his calories so got up to about 2800 finally put on like 30 pounds in like uh, a month or two like literally 30 pounds just blew up and he was still like pretty lean. Like he, he still, you could still see his abs, not as well defined, but my man had like arms and shoulders and a chest. He had to actually stop working out legs because he didn't want to buy new dress pants because <laughs> his legs got so big. So he just did like upper body, but he, he ended up at 196 maybe or 189, something, one, no 190, something, somewhere around there from 160. He put only 28 pounds of muscle within a few months uh, just from the calories. I mean, you calories are very, very anabolic. He just became this, the Hulk basically. But from um, six foot one, that was very skinny. Very, very skinny. He like looked like a child, like a bird, like skin and bones, like literally very, very thin. But I think that's a problem too. That's the opposite extreme. Some people are chronic dieters. They're always barely eating, barely doing anything, running excessive amounts of running and excessive cardio. They have metabolic adaptation where they're stuck at such a low calorie count and high output you know with their exercise or cardio whatever they're doing they're stuck at 1200 calories if they eat any more than that they're going to put on fat so you don't want to get into that type of extreme those people we need to reverse them out we got to do something called a reverse diet so so, um, so there are a lot of a lot of people on youtube they're, they're like oh yeah I, I run an hour a day or two hours a day and i weight train and all that stuff but for me to keep my balance i have to eat like 2400 2500 calories and i'm like to keep my what to keep to keep it their cut of being like a maintenance percent that maintenance they yeah. have to be like 22 24 26 or 2800 calories i mean i understand if they're an athlete and or like wanting to get down to the shredded thing but the average show doesn't need to do all that i i realize you know no. me i work three hours three hours i work out three hours a week intensely i barely do uh cardio i my trainer doesn't make me do like uh compound exercises and 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 hit at times or a combination of stuff uh functional exercises and and that's enough for me at home i'll do push-ups you know uh twice a week and i'll do some abs twice a week and that's more than enough for me to even lose weight at 2000 calories i mean i i'm not going i, I can't sustain three hours of working out every day you know, right. and so for me, calibrating that, you know, because I was like, one day I was like, oh, I'm going to go biking. But then when I did three hours of biking, I ate for four days straight because I was so hungry. Yeah, it's starving. Yeah, I, I mountain biking, too. And it was just like up and down, up and down. And see, that's the thing people don't realize when you put on when you do excessive cardio and maybe not even excessive when you think you're going to use cardio or exercise or whatever it is to lose weight. Your body knows you're burning like an extra thousand calories a day. It's going to make you eat an extra thousand calories a day unless you are tracking. Like that's the thing. Like you have to, if you're not tracking your calories, 
you don't really know. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I just started running and I lost 20 pounds. Well, just keep going. You'll see what happens. You know, a month later, a month later, they're back. All that 30 pounds is back on because you, your body knows, you know, all right, we something happened. We're running now. We lost 20 pounds and in a few months, we got to get back to our original weight. And it just increases satiety signaling and reduces, I'm sorry, uh, it increases hunger feelings and reduces satiety. So you don't feel full and it just makes you eat back all those extra calories. But if you're tracking, you know, like I'm only eating 1800 a day. So even if I'm burning an extra 300, I know I'm in a deficit still, you know, whatever my, the numbers might be. But if you're not tracking, it's very hard to like intuitively know that what's going on and what's happening. So I tell people just track it so much easier um, depending on the person. Some people hate apps and hate tracking or the act of tracking gives them a psychological uh, hardship, you know, it's hard on them. They're like, oh, they get obsessed with it. And they're like, you know, that gives them an eating disorder too. So it kind of depends on the person. But if you know you're eating 2000 calories a day and you're burning 300 extra every day, jogging two or three miles, um, you, and, and you always stop at your hard limit of your food that can work obviously. But if you're just like winging it and you don't know what you're eating or how much, but you have an approximation, you're gonna, your body's going to make you crave higher dense calorie foods and you're going to eat those and not realize that you're now overeating, even though you don't feel full. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what happens to people. Um, so what's your plan going forward? What are you, what do you plan for like the next year? So, obviously you're not at your goal weight yet, but yeah. So um, um, my goal is to, uh, stay at this uh, 2,000 calories, but I might do drop 100 calories here and there, uh, uh, like drop 100 and go back to 2,000, drop 100 and go back to 1,000, just so that, um, uh, what do you say? It's like a mini cut or a mini, you know. Uh, so 100 calories, you probably wouldn't even really notice a difference. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I always tell people, don't you don't want like such a small deficit that the results are so imperceptible that you lose interest. Like some people are like, oh, I, I'm losing 0.23 pounds a week. But that's so imperceptible that one week you might be up a pound. The next week you might be down a pound and a half. And like, you know, kind of like goes up and down and they don't realize that they're, it's actually working it's so imperceptible that they don't notice a difference that they just kind of like, Oh, this thing is not working anymore or it's not working for me. So I usually tell people if you're, if you're, if you're at, if your maintenance is 2000, make your cut for a guy at least like 300 because your body has about a 300 calorie buffer that it can play with. Um, there's this thing called non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is like you fidgeting, like any non-exercise activity that you do. So like you fidgeting, you walking, you pacing, you getting up to use the bathroom, you know, using your hands to talk, you know, whatever it might be. Um, your body can increase or decrease that depending on your, how many calories it thinks you need or don't need that day. So if you, if you're, if you only reduce your calories by about a hundred, just know that you're, you may not notice the difference on the scale immediately but months from now you will um, but it's just so such a low difference it might be imperceptible you might want to drop to like 1700 for a mini cut or like 1750 maybe do your mini cut for a few weeks and then go back up to like two 2000 or 2100 um, that may give you a little more that may accelerate it a little more the two the two, the two phases would I, would I still would my weight training suffer or shouldn't you? Um, yeah, well, so what's your goal? If your goal is to improve your weight training, you probably should stay at maintenance or surplus. So so my, my goal is to gain a bit more mass so that I say I could bench like two. Okay, so then definitely don't do a mini cut now. 
-hmm. I would go into maintenance phase or a slight surplus, but yeah, like a hundred calories for a surplus 150 at the most is probably good. Yeah. That should work. I thought you meant you're cutting by a hundred calories. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. Um, so my, my goal, like I'm losing weight still, but I'm, I'm able to weight lift more. Okay. No, so that's, good then. So that's a so, really good balance. Yeah. So I, th I think I have, I have enough fat in my body still to be like, yeah, yeah. So you're definitely fine there. then. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. And then I was like, you know, I'll do this until I see that I'm not losing as much. And then like, if you're going to, if you're going to go on a bulking phase, go six months, like just go, go all out six months, slight, slight calorie surplus. You'll still be losing fat because of, you know, it's still not that money uh because you know you're exchanging one thing for the other you're putting on a little muscle maybe losing a little fat especially if you're at maintenance or just above maintenance um and so just do go, go on a bulk for like six months don't don't be like these people that i did a bulk for three weeks like oh i mean that's like not even a mini bulk it's like super short and you're not going to really notice anything might as well just go all out just go six months bulk it up cut for 12 weeks maybe 16 weeks and then go back at it you know that that's a good cycle to be in Okay. Um, if your goal is aesthetic, if you just want to look jacked. Basically. No, no, no. My, my goal, my, my goal is not, uh, I want to get. If in. your goal is still just weight loss, honestly, it might be a better idea just to get down to the 168, 173, whatever it is you want to be, and then go on like a, you know, slight bulking cycle and just do a slow, slower bulk. Cause then you'll like, like the way you look, your lifts are still going up you're feeling better you know you you look like what you close to the goal that you want you look pretty close to it that may be better i mean you could always consider that um but that, that uh, so that means three months or no that'd be like uh, what is your current weight now i'm at 204 so let's say 200 yeah. and at about 17 to 1800 you lose uh I, the fastest I had lost was when I was at sixteen seventy five. So, yeah, of course, because that's really low. Yeah. But but even at two thousand, you're losing. I'm losing because I, I the thing is I I see my um, you, you know you you uh, told me to take pictures. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I purposely got uh, s uh the right size shirts. Yeah. So the shirt is getting tighter uh, in in my arms. I know my arms are being built, but if they're getting yeah. smaller in my chest and my stomach area i know i'm losing okay um, good so i, I kind of calibrated that and, and then so now like i i, I jumped to 2200 2400 i gained weight i gained six to eight pounds after ramadan right yeah. uh in ramadan i lost 10 pounds like this yeah yeah because yeah, it's like one meal a day there's you know that the the, the intermittent fasting slash one meal a day people yeah. where you eat one big meal a day I, I tried to stuff as much food as I could. <laughs> I still ended up like at 1500 calories or yeah, something. it's hard. It's hard when you're eating one meal a day, but no, 1500 is quite a cut. So yeah. So I don't know. It's up to you, but if I was, I mean, I can, no one should be, no one should tell you how to look. You decide how you want to look and what you want to do. Like I always tell people, don't listen to anybody. You want to get big and bulky, get big and bulky. You want to get lean and mean, get lean and mean, like whatever. No yeah. one gets to tell you how to look, but generally for most males, we would advise them to like diet down as you know to as low as they want and then like build back up from there because then you have like but but also we tell people to tell to take diet breaks like go 12 weeks of a cut and then go back like 12 weeks of maintenance 12 weeks of another cut and then go back to maintenance you know that way it keeps you 
it keeps you from losing as much muscle. Um, but plus it keeps you like mentally still in the game. Like a lot of people just get diet fatigue. Imagine if you're dieting for like six, seven, eight, nine months in a row, and you're just like starving and hangry and can't do as much as you want, can't lift as much as you want, your libido goes down, like whatever it might be, all these things happen when you're in a calorie deficit, but then you get to take three months off and increase your calories a little back up to maintenance. And now you're like happier and doing what you want and lifts are going back up again. And you feel more energy, you could play sports, whatever. Um, just like the mental aspect of diet breaks can be huge. So, so, those your, are all recommendation, I so your recommendation is 1700 for 12 weeks and then go back to like 2000. But um, you said you are losing at 2000, right? I am losing at 2000. Yeah. I would just mm-hmm. stick with that. Just stick, mm-hmm. just stay with the highest level of calories you can while still causing weight loss. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason to go lower if it's coming out, unless you want to just make it go a little faster. Like there's always that if you want to lose it just a little faster. So it's not, doesn't take another year to lose the rest. Um, yeah. You could go lower. I just don't, I don't, I just don't want to lose the energy to lift. Yeah. So, so then if that's important to you and that's one of your main like things that gives you happiness, then you should do it that way. You should stick with what you're doing then. Um, the, the key is you want to be happy. You don't want to feel like this is a chore. This is another job or a crazy phase or a restrictive exercise program. You want to feel happy. So if that's making you happy and you're liking seeing your lifts go up and you're getting stronger, then definitely just do that. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would have invested invested too much time and effort into it. And I, and I'm like, if I, I want to be able to lift a certain amount, I want to be able to do a certain amount because I want to get into calisthenics more. Yeah. Uh, and so my goal is not just uh, just aesthetics. I don't want to do it for aesthetics purposes. I want to make sure I'm able to do more functional exercises and fun stuff. And you know, okay, my, my dream was to go on those monkey bars and just like keep on going. Right? I still, I'm <laughs> not able it? to do that. Yeah, oh. I still can't do it. So that's one of my dreams to do. You know, so no, you'll do it. I mean, it just takes time. The thing is, you don't want to rush it either. Exactly. When you rush rush things, nothing good happens. Yeah, Uh, I'm sure you've noticed that with a lot of aspects uh, of life. Um, So, so do you have any questions for me that that we're on here? I mean, I know we've been going back and forth. Actually, you just you just answered my in the cutting and and, uh, yeah. So the the diet breaks thing we found is pretty huge um, because it mentally gives you like a mental reset. Like yeah, like I know it's the first time I lost 50 pounds. I was dieting for like seven months straight, and I would talk to these trainers and like nutrition coaches and like physique coaches like you've been dieting for seven months straight i was like yeah i was like eating like 14 15 maybe 1600 for like seven months straight including all kinds of food jelly donuts whatever you name it and i didn't know about the whole protein thing this was like four or five years ago i didn't know you need to get enough protein but i got down to like literally 145 from 195 in like january I was 195 august i was ripped and shredded at 145 like literally seven percent body fat um, like, like I could have done a bodybuilding show other than the fact that I was like tiny, <laughs> I, I didn't know about the, uh, I did lift, I was with lifting weights at the time, but I didn't know about the eating enough protein thing. And that's when I hired this one, uh, you know, uh, physique coach. And he was like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, you need to go on a diet break. You need to stop, you know, you're down to 7%. Like what, how much lower do you want to be? Like, you want to get to 138? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, he's like, you're a grown ass man and you weigh 145 pounds. You look like a 14 year old kid. 
I'm like, yeah, no, this guy's right. You know, but you don't, you can't see it yourself. Like, even though I coach people and I teach people weight loss, but you don't, you need your own coach. Like everybody, I'm sure you noticed it in your line of work Mm -hmm. too, whether it's business or medicine or health, or I don't know you, everyone, even though I'm coaching people that need to learn from me, I need my own coach to see it from like an outsider's perspective. So this guy was like, listen, man, this is all wrong. I mean, it's okay. You did it. You lost weight, but here's what we got to do now. So we went on a bulk literally for like four or five months, then maintenance, then another bulk, then another bulk. I got up back up to 185. Like my last bulk just ended, I'd say probably three, four months ago. I got up to 185, maybe 187. So almost back up to the 190s. But I was big and I was like muscular and bigger. Definitely put on some fat because it's inevitable. I mean, depending on how you eat, like you kind of let loose, like when it's time to eat more to bulk, you kind of let loose a little. Um, so I, I did, and I was still pretty strict. Like I wasn't going to, you know, be 250 pounds and all fat. So I got up to 185 and then I shredded back down again to like 171 ish, which is about where I'm sitting now, 171, 173. Um, but obviously it's way more muscular. If I go back and compare the pictures from three or four years ago of when I was 145 and 7% to now at 171 and maybe 12, 14%, somewhere around there is what I would guess. Uh, way way bigger like just much much bigger not as defined and shredded but pretty close like you know my shoulders you could still see like striations and the muscles the chest between the chest like all that those all exist it's just a little bit of like a little more fat over the abs that's about it um but yeah it, it's fun when you know like you can manipulate your body look uh and aesthetics so much with like simple little tweaks as long as you have the discipline that's kind of what it comes yeah, down yeah. definitely got to be disciplined um, makes a huge difference so so last december like i had i had been eating at a calorie deficit i mean a massive calorie deficit for like six months yeah and then i my dad was sick so i had to fly abroad to saudi and and um i ate whatever i wanted funny thing is three weeks i came back you were lower weight <laughs> i was lower weight i was like what's going on it, it confused it confused me a lot yeah, it's probably know. the different kinds of food and less salt even, so you don't retain as much water. That People don't realize how much of a difference that makes. Like they have way less processed foods. I'm sure they fed you well, and it was mostly good, wholesome, nutritious food. The amount of salt content in it is less, so you, you sort of lose a lot of the water retention. Um, maybe that's what it was, or maybe you actually did lose fat. I don't I don't really know. I mean, I mean, I, my, for me. How much weight did you lose in those three weeks? Uh, I, I lost five pounds. But I was eating, I was eating it like I was, I was on vacation mode. I was yeah, eating, whatever, just eating whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, but, I, uh, but the thing was that, yes, I still wasn't going that crazy at dinner. I would, but like during the day I went, I would get rotisserie chickens and stuff like that. But at night I would be like binging, but I just think that the food has a different, you know, not as much genetically modified maybe or more wholesome something there's got to be something um the the one thing that i noticed too with a lot of people once they've gone through this journey like you said even when they let go and they're on vacation mode you're still not like that crazy because you don't have that bad relationship with food anymore you realize that i can eat like i'm eating whatever these people are feeding me in this foreign country and it's okay like you know there's really nothing wrong with that whereas before you you would go on this, like, you know, rewind a few years ago, if you were to go there, you'd be like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? What is this food? Like it's so much. And you binge eat and eat and eat. And you don't realize what's happening. And you may, you most likely would have gained weight. Most people I know that they go on vacation, if they're on vacation mode, they gain weight. 
Um, so that's really good that, first of all, you didn't gain weight. Second of all, you actually lost weight. And third of all, you ate whatever you want and didn't feel restricted at all. I always tell people the most important thing with however you decide to eat or whatever diet you decide to do is you have to pick something that feels the least restrictive to you. And I've heard other people say that we're like, if intermittent fasting feels the least restrictive to you, then do that. If keto or portion control or calorie counting, macro counting, like whatever, flexible dieting, if it fits your macros, like there's all these different names for different, you know, diets, whatever feels the least restrictive to you, that's what you actually should do. Um, now, there are some people who probably shouldn't do keto, like my cardiac patients who have super high cholesterol and have already had heart attacks and strokes, especially the kind of keto that's mostly saturated fat. They can modify it, obviously, and do other kinds. But whatever works for you and you're able to do without feeling like you're restricting yourself or giving yourself an eating disorder or having a horrible relationship with food, then that's really what you should be doing. Um, I think that's huge, uh, bigger than we think. Like a lot of people don't realize how important that is. Um, so, so what's your plans going forward? You know, what is, so you said you're going to try to continue kind of bulking almost. So, at so least, or at least building muscle while losing some more layers of fat, but much slower. Yeah, much slower. My target weight is 175. Um, I maybe um, by that time, I my I'm hoping my body fat percentage. I want to be around 14, 15, 14 percent. Yeah, that that would be real good. Yeah, and I, I don't think I want to go lower than that. It's just too restrictive for me. I will tell you that once you get lower and lower and lower, you kind of get addicted to it. Like, oh my God, let me see what else I can do. Oh my God, this looks great. Let me see what else I can do. Because I, I did that. I, I'm about the same height as you. I kept getting lower and lower. Like, man, I could see, you know, there's like lines here and there's lines here. And I'm like, you know what? How much lower can I go? And I kept going and going and going. I don't know. It was like crazy. But you, it like almost feeds like that desire or like motivates you. I'm like, you know what? I could probably get into the 150s. Like when you get to 165, you're like, you know, 163 ain't hard. I'll just keep going. And then, oh, you know, 161, 158, 155. Like you just, all these milestones, you're like, I weigh less than I did in high school now. <laughs> it's like crazy. But yeah, you'll notice. And, and, and it may not happen. I don't know. Everybody's different. But I, for me, at least when I got that low, I was like, oh, maybe I can go lower. Maybe I can go lower. Maybe I can go lower. And, and you'll, you kind of almost get addicted to this rush. You're like, oh my God, look at me, you know, look at this arm. Look what I can, you know, look what I can yeah. see here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I kind of got the James Clear philosophy. I don't want to, I'm aiming for being the fittest person I can be and the healthiest person I can be. It's not, I, I'm just giving you a number as a target, but you know, at the end of the day, if I'm not, I'm not going to kill myself to go to get there. But if I'm like, a lot, I'm a lot fitter than what I used to. Right, right like i'm I like my teenage my son he's like 12 years old he's like last last year when i started training he's like him and his sister older sister decided you know what we're gonna beat up beat daddy in basketball and i was like okay and on the court i just kept on running circle around because i had the cardio and energy yeah. the energy and the strength and they're like well dad why did you beat us? How did you do that? <laughs> no, that's awesome. So I'm, 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 I'm happy where I am already. Good. Now it's just added bonuses. Okay. This is where I really want to get. This is, I want to look a certain way. And then after that, like, I, I really want to get into calisthenics and be able to, uh, you know, the, uh, the hanging, hanging pull-ups that you pull yourself all the way up. Sure. Uh, like I'm, I'm putting those type of goals into my life. 
Yeah, no, and that's perfect. And that's the thing. You, no one gets to tell you what your goals should be or what you should look like or what your functional capacity or how, how you want to perform. So that's good that you already have that made up and you're in the right uh, state of mind for that. Um, and I also like that you didn't do anything crazy or extreme. Like I, I had a friend who starved himself, basically eating just lettuce, like literally just lettuce, lettuce and a few other like things on salad with just vinegar, like almost no calories and riding his bike every day for like 20 miles. Like he had a mountain bike. He would just go around riding for 20 miles a day or something. He started running. He started doing all this crazy stuff. He lost 120 pounds. I think he was like 285 at one point. He got down to like 165. I don't know, something like that. Something severe, huge diet in like seven to eight months. Almost kind of like what the uh, participants on that show, uh, what was it called? The Biggest Loser. Almost like what those people did. So severe, severe starvation diet, severe excess cardio, just out of control, lost a ton of weight. And I'm like, listen, you, you can't, you shouldn't be doing this. I've been, I was like, I'm like begging him, like, listen, bro, this is horrible. Yes, you're losing weight and you're going to love how you look and all that, but you're not going to be able to know how to get out of this. Like once you get to 165 or 175 or whatever it was, how do you plan on going back to eating semi-normal or like not riding your bike 20 miles a day or whatever it is? He's like, no, I got this. I got this. And, you know, he's super, uh, cocky because he's really smart and or maybe he just doesn't have the tools i don't know i'm not he's not a cocky person in general but just he thought he could do it right and i'm like listen let me just help you and i did i helped him you know like get the first motivation to do it but he did it like all wrong i'm like listen you, you really shouldn't be riding your bike so much and you know cutting your calories to almost nothing yeah that'll work but he, this is gonna suck when you decide you can't do this anymore and lo and behold he's back up to like 230 and he's even shorter than me um which is really bad uh, but this is what, unfortunately, like diet culture is people think you have to go on this crazy crash diet with tons of cardio and exercise. And then like, what, and then what do you do? And this, is, this is the problem. I met a crazier guy than that. I Tell met me a about guy, this. he was 300, 375, close to 400. Yeah. In two years. The guy lost 250 pounds. 250 pounds two years. lost wow lost and i'm like what i mean that's good do? but and he's like you know what i just say broccoli and and chicken every day and then i force myself to take my bike to work which was 30 miles away and oh. then i would and, and like and then i'll come back 30 miles and then on the weekends i would force myself to cycle so far that I'd be dead, but it would be forced me to come back. And I'm like, that's not even, that's not even right. What are you doing? And he's like, I was just sick and tired of being fat. I just wanted to get it out of the way. And he was, he was so skinny. I'm like, dude, you don't have a single ounce of muscle on you. What was his uh, original starting weight? Around 375, 400. So he, so he got down to like in the 100s. He, he got, he, when I met him. 125, 130. Yeah, he was around, I think, 135. Yeah, 135. Oh and I was like, I was like, and he was tall. He was our height or slightly taller. Yeah. I'm like, dude, don't you have like, like, uh, you, you know, the hanging fat? He's like, yeah, I have that. Yeah. You know, skin hanging skin. The skin, yeah, the droopy. Yeah. He has that. And like, some of his body functions aren't functioning as well. I'm like, dude, you just tortured your body. And he's like, yeah, but I just want to get thin. 
But he, so what did, he, when he maintained it, he was maintaining it for oh, another well, year. But so he's I'm clearly glad. not, he's not riding his bike 60 miles every day still. No, no. So okay. it's, it's like, he's like well, riding, I think two miles or three miles, but it was. And he's, and he's eating reasonably. He got his calories back up to something reasonable. Uh, I'm hoping he, we didn't get dive deep into that, but it was just like, I'm hoping like he did, but that was, that was a crazy person. You know, I've never seen somebody do that. That's a lot. That's the I most personally met him too. So yeah, that's the most amount of weight I've ever heard. I mean, of course, you see people on TV that are like losing a ton, but that's the most amount of weight I've ever heard somebody lose in, like in real life, that somebody we know or could know. Uh, the his, most his, his doctor said you're crazy. He like completely told him this is not. It, I mean, it is. It's not safe or stable or sustainable. I mean, I don't know what he's going to look like five years from now. But most of my patients have severe weight loss like that. Um, especially like the gastric bypass type patients, they have a severe weight loss happens really quickly in a year, year and a half, whatever. And then they start putting weight back on. Um, it's sad, but, but it gives it, but it get, but it bought them time. Like the reason you would have weight loss surgery is because you're morbidly obese and morbid means like you are going to die. Like that's what morbid means. You're going to die. If you don't get the weight off, they get the weight off quickly but they were never like given the tools or the resources. Like, how do you maintain this? Like how to eat properly? I mean, of course they do the nutrition counseling and all of that, but if you don't go through the process of losing the weight properly and correctly, uh, you kind of don't have those tools or you just think there's always a shortcut to everything. So it ends up, you know, not, not really uh, working. Um, but no, man, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you did this and I'm glad you shared with me. Like I said, I don't ever have guests on here. Uh, but when I saw your story and your, your tweet, I was like, oh my God, I wonder if this guy would be like, okay with doing a quick video. This, I mean, it's not quick anymore. I don't know how long it's been, but <laughs> would this guy do like a quick little interview video and just try to pick his brains and see, cause it's, it's rare that you find somebody who actually does it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in that fitness group with me. Those, everyone in there is talking about weight loss and fitness and diet and research and all that. But how many people in there of the, I don't know, 200 some odd people, whatever it is now, how many of those people have actually done it? And, and, and done it successfully and properly and slowly in the way you're supposed to do it. Probably a handful, right? Um, but here's like somebody like you who actually really did it and did it exactly the correct way, followed exactly like the proper advice on nutrition and training and eating and developing good relationship with food. I feel like that's fantastic and it's rare that you get to meet someone. So I'm like your biggest fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's I mean, I, if everybody actually did this, we would, the world would be so much healthier. Yeah. Um, and I like that you said that you're doing this for your own fitness and no longer for fatness. Like, like I always tell people you exercise for fitness, not fatness because exercise realistically speaking, not by itself is not going to cause weight loss. It can, if you're tracking calories and doing all that stuff too, but most people don't. So I tell people like exercise is good for fitness. It's not for fatness. Right. But you, you did it first, like with the eating properly and all that lost a bunch of weight. And now you've transitioned to the phase where you just want to be fit. You want to be able to play with your kids. You want to be able to beat them in basketball, run with them, you know, whatever. So you, you have goals now that are different. You got off all that weight that you wanted initially, and now you actually can dream or think about doing normal stuff with your kids, with hiking, biking, water skiing i don't know what you yeah. do but like you know fun yeah. stuff that are, they're like your real goals yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm i'm glad you did that what, what would you tell somebody who's trying to lose weight and has been like overweight their whole life and hasn't been able to figure it out to be honest i tell them to start with your videos 
Just start with the, the videos that you found on YouTube. Your videos, yes. My videos. I mean, yeah. that's what I meant, yeah. yeah. So that's and, that's literally all you did. You just When you first I mean, Googled it, you found I, the videos. I mean, I was already in it a little bit, but I was getting frustrated that I couldn't eat what I want. So yeah. that just took me over. You know, you're, you're losing, but you're not happy losing, right? You can't eat right. what you want. You're like... You're, you're you're depressed in like in the food world especially you have to understand i cook my own food I, i'm like I'm, I, I'm i'm like the guy on the barbecue grill that loves cooking and loves picking. yeah same here and then when you're told you can't eat that stuff you're like what what am i here for and and, and as you know we're muslims and we don't drink we don't party we don't do all that stuff uh food is our is, is our go-to and you know, if I can't do that, then what's the point? So then that's when that just took me over the hill. And I'm like, oh, awesome. You know, now I can do whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want. And it's not restrictive at all. It's like the best thing ever. So that's that's what really, really helped me. So, so if you had to give advice to someone, uh, let's say a random person, they come to, hey, dude, you look great. How did you lose weight? Give me like your 30-second elevator pitch. So I said this to someone actually yesterday. I was like, Definitely eat in a calorie deficit. Uh, figure out what your calorie deficit is, number one. Make sure you get a lot of protein and eat whatever you want in your limit. Um, that's, awesome. that's it. That, those are the three things I would say. And you so, would lose weight. You don't even need to exercise. That's no, how you, you really don't. You know. Yeah. That's why I tell people exercise for fitness, like pick something you enjoy because it's good for you. It's good for your health. It's good for your heart. Good for diabetes, blood sugar, cholesterol, blood pressure, whatever. It's not going to cause you to lose weight though. Like, but so exercise for fitness, not fatness, cut your calories for fatness. Uh, you know, the diet is the part that gets off the cal gets off the weight. Whereas the, the fitness stuff can increase your metabolism, depending on what you do, especially resistance training. Um, yeah. But that, that definitely helps the most. Yeah. The resistance training I did because I saw my dad and um, uh, he's smaller than me, but after he stopped working, his muscles literally disappeared and I didn't, and I realized I don't want that when I, when I age, you know, if my muscles disappear. That means, and you can't build muscle at 70, 60 to 70. Yeah, and, you can, but you, you, could. Won't be, you won't be that motivated. You'll be a lot of aches. And yeah. Pain yeah. You might be like have aches and pains and chronic diseases now and illnesses, knee replacements, hips, whatever. Sure. Yeah. So I didn't want to be at that stage at that age. And I was like, you know, I want to be fit from now. And then when I'm at that stage, I won't be crying, you know, I won't right, be, right. I can't walk, you know, you, you it, know, it happens a lot in our, in our parents' generation. They can't move. Yeah. Once they hit into the seventies, if they're not like, it's called sarcopenia where you, you lose muscle as you age, especially if you're not using it, if you're not resistance training, you're not walking, you don't have a hobby, you don't play a sport. <clears throat> like for us, I think we're lucky. We all grow up playing basketball or football, whatever it is. So you have like some athleticism. Our parents, when they, especially us, like immigrant parents, at least mine are, um, when you get, when they got here, they were just like, oh my God, we need to find jobs. We need to like do something. We need to raise these kids. Like, you know, they were more focused on like, okay, I need to build a community and, uh, you know, get a job and raise my kids, put them in good schools. The last thing on their mind was like, I need to be physically fit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I need to like be the income earner and, and help my family survive in this new country where we don't even speak the language really, at least my parents, I'm, I don't know, uh, and just get things going so that they can have a better, you know, more successful future. And I, and I thank them. They did a fantastic job, but definitely the last thing on their mind was like, 
you know, exercising every week, lifting weights, like they probably thought that kind of stuff would be a waste of time. Um, but yeah, I, I see that my elderly patients, I always recommend for them that if they're going to start an exercise run, listen, go see a personal trainer, get them to get you to squat and bench press and deadlift, even just some strength training. So you can build a little bit of muscle because you can't even get out of a chair. Like literally they're like going like this, you know, trying to push themselves out of the chair and they can barely get out of the chair. So that's like a hip hinge squat slash chest shoulder kind of workout where they're trying to get up and they can't even do it. Um, so strength training, especially as you start to age, is, improves your quality of life phenomenally. They found that the more lean body mass, um, they've like charted this in studies, the more lean body mass somebody has and the older they get, the more functional and the more happier they are and the better quality of life. The quality of life measurements, they have all these different scales and ways of measuring it. Their quality of life is way, way higher the more muscle mass they have. Yeah. Because obviously like if you have muscle mass and you're old, you're probably using it. You're probably like working out, lifting weights, walking, jogging, swimming, you know, whatever, just enjoying life, doing activity. Again, that correlates highly with higher quality of life too. So that, that really helps. Um, any final thoughts? No, I, I really, really appreciate you putting out the videos, man. <laughs> hey, so I guess I didn't even know. See, like, this is the one thing about YouTube that I love is you don't even know who you're affecting. Like I've got all these videos, I don't know, probably like 150, maybe now. 150 videos out there and i i know that i'm getting thousands and thousands sometimes you know 30 40,000 views on some of them you don't even know who you're actually affecting and then one day somebody tweets something at you or says something to you and you're like oh my god that, you know like if one person benefited and one person got healthier and one person is going to live and play with their kids longer i feel like i've done my job and i and i feel like super happy and satisfied from that if like just even one single person which is you so i'm happy now but as long as one person learned something or benefited or got healthier gets to spend more time with their kids i feel like it's all worth it i mean putting together these videos is time consuming and hard and technology and all that um, but I feel like it's so worth it if you get to affect people's lives in positive ways. And long after I die, uh, my YouTube videos will probably still be there unless something happens with YouTube. I don't know. Um, but people can benefit for a long time, even after we're gone. Yeah. You so know how many times I've recommended your video? I sent links to those two videos. <laughs> oh, good. I appreciate <laughs> so like, how, do you, how, how did you lose weight? I'm like, you need to understand the fundamentals calorie deficit then you need to make sure you listen to him so that you will stay on track so i appreciate it man well thank you very much i appreciate you you know sacrificing your morning and being on the show oh. um we'll probably post this in a few days here i don't know it takes a while to edit it but i don't know that we need to edit that much maybe just tweak the audio a little okay since it's recorded to the cloud let me pause the recording